0: Good morning again. It is a great morning to be here. Um, weather uh, feels pretty good out there. It's kind of different for this, this time of year, but uh, it's winter's term. Um, but uh, again, um, I am thankful for um, all those who have served our country well. And paid the ultimate sacrifice. I I do hope that we remember those today and and this weekend as we we celebrate. Um, Also, uh, this Sunday is Trinity Sunday. It's the Sunday that we celebrate uh, God in three persons. Again, one God, three persons. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The last few weeks, I've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And this morning, um, I'm going to continue that talk uh, with the Holy Spirit because, again, when we look at the Trinity, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's one God in three persons. If I could sing, there's a song that does it, but I'm not going to. Um, and as we celebrate that, again, sometimes we get confused and think, well, the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit has been around forever, for eternity, from the beginning of time, it is one God, and um, the Holy Spirit is that part of God in which dwells within us. And again, I've talked about it the last few Sundays. Um, a couple Sundays ago, I, I talked about it in preparation for Pentecost, and of course, Last Sunday, I talked about Pentecost, us being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I told you that who was filled, filled with the Holy Spirit? All. And I did that definition of all where it means all. It means every one of us who accept Christ as our Savior is filled with the Holy Spirit. And I made reference a couple weeks ago that sometimes we think of some people having more Holy Spirit than others. Um, and usually, because we see that Holy Spirit in them, not necessarily physically in them, but by what they do, what they say, the way they treat people, and that's what i want to focus on today. I've actually struggled with the uh, sermon title this week. I, I've gone living with the Spirit, living, walking with all different things. But I'm going to talk to you today. I often reference the fruit of the Spirit, but I don't know if I've ever preached a sermon on the fruit of the Spirit. This morning, you're going to be blessed and. And, and, and hear that. Because again, I think that's uh, the, when we look at the fruit of the Spirit, when we, look at, when we look at how we carry the Holy Spirit with us everywhere we go, how people can see the Holy Spirit dwelling with us, I think that's what being a Christian is all about. If someone asks me if I'm a Christian, you know, I haven't done my job, they should be able to tell without asking Again, this morning I'm going to read from Galatians 5, and I'm going to read verses 22 through 25 there, but uh, I will read 22 through 25. It says, By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have, been crucif- have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much again for, uh, for sending your Holy Spirit to dwell within us. Lord, thank you for uh, this wonderful church, Lord. Thank you for this community, and thank you for this time of worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, uh, a lot of times I reference the fruit of the Spirit, but I really truly believe when we start thinking about, hey, I wish that I had as much Spirit as so-and-so, that all we're saying is, hey, I can look at them, I can see their actions, and I see Christ in them. I see the Holy Spirit working in them. That's what we're really striving for. Is When we receive the Holy Spirit, when we accept Christ as Savior, we receive that Holy Spirit, and now we've got to let Him start working. We've got to let the Holy Spirit control our lives instead of us trying to control the Holy Spirit, which is what we do often. You see, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit in John 7, and he said it was going to be like uh, like living water, like a flowing river coming out of one's heart. And, and this was prophesied in Isaiah. It said, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. That's what, when we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, that's what it should be like. It should be like a flowing river that never ends. It's something that supplies our needs, that guides our ways, that guides our thoughts, that never ends. Again, the Holy Spirit has been around since the beginning of time, before the beginning of time, and the Holy Spirit is eternal. It lasts forever. The effects of the Holy Spirit last forever forever. But what does it mean to be rivers of living water? I think Paul answers that when he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. He talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and he tells us who uh, received the, fruit of the Spirit. In the Scripture, he says, By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these, there's no law. So if you backed up in, in, in Galatians 5 a little bit, it gives us a list of things that we do if we're living in the flesh. It talks about some really bad things. I didn't read that part of it because I want you to think about some of the things that you're still tempted by and sometimes to come to and sometimes that I, I succumb to. Them. Think about those things are the flesh. Okay, the way you tell the difference between the flesh and the spirit, if it glorifies God, it's of the spirit. If it glorifies you, it's of the flesh. So that's, as we go through, this is what I want you to think about. And I, I don't want to start naming those things of the flesh. You know what they are. And so do I. What I want to focus on is what we should be doing, what people should be seeing within us. And it is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If we're living the Christian life, if we're letting the, the, the Holy Spirit guide us, those are the things people should see in us. Love. And that means that we are good to each other. People can tell that you love them by what you do. People can tell that you love them by how you serve them. You see, we are to serve God and man. This love, we can do things when we're letting the Holy Spirit guide us that we never thought we could do. There's things that we can do for other people. There's things that we can do in the name of God that if it weren't for the Holy Spirit, we would get tired and frustrated we couldn't do them. Sometimes the Lord calls you to do certain things that are not pleasant, certain things that may be difficult. Without love, you can't do that. So to be able to follow the Spirit, we have to have love in our heart. And we also have to have joy. We have to have joy. That doesn't mean we're going to be happy all the time, does it? I've given you an illustration of the difference between joy and happiness before. And um, joy is eternal. It's not based on any circumstance. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we have that joy. Sometimes we let things get in the way, and the way we react to some things that go bad. Sometimes we let that get in the way of our joy, and we relate it to happiness. You see, you can't be happy and sad at the same time. I told you that before. You cannot be happy and sad at the same time. They're opposite. They're based on circumstances. If uh, I'm going to compare it to a ball game, because. I don't know why I was gonna say that's what I well I'm just gonna compare it to a ball game. I like to play. I'm very competitive. I like to play, I like to coach. Anything to do with sports, I like. Um, I'm competitive. If I if if I'm playing my mama, I want to beat my mama. If I'm playing Rhonda, I usually fail, but I want to beat Rhonda, no matter what. (laughs) But if I lose, I can be Gracious, but I'm not happy. I don't like it. Whether it's dominoes or (laughs) or whatever it may be, I don't like to lose. But if I really, truly love the game, and I love competing, I I can still be joyful. I can be glad for the person that won, but I don't have to be happy about it. Again, happiness, happiness is based on circumstance. Joy is based on love. It's based on that 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 Holy Spirit that we're sp- filled up with when we accept Christ as our Savior. Peace is that tranquility, that harmony that we can bring into a room. When things are going crazy, we can bring that peace into a room and calm things down. Have you ever known anybody like that? That things could just be going berserk, and then all of a sudden somebody says... Something really simple, and people calm down. That's a gift. That's a gift. Matter of fact, that's one of of these things that come from the Holy Spirit. That peace, that tranquility, that harmony, those peacemakers, those are a gift from God. Those are a gift from the Holy Spirit. Patience. Patient. Some people tell me I'm patient. I must just have a calm demeanor because I'm really not patient. That's something I have to work on. I like for things to happen on my time. But when we're living by the Spirit, we're not living on our time. We're living on His time. Kindness means, again, that we just have a sweet spirit. We have a sweet temper. We are good to other people. We're good to God, but we are kind to other people. We help other people. That is one of the things that come from the Holy Spirit. You can probably think of someone with that gift right now, too. You think, man, I'd be like that. Well, you can be. You've got the same Holy Spirit they do. Generosity. I can tell you some stories about generosity that I don't want to because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but some people just have a knack for knowing, a knack for knowing when somebody's in need, and they love to help. You ever know anybody like that? That when time of crisis comes, and there may be a financial burden, those people always step up. Whether it be for church or whether it be for somebody' in illness, whether it just be somebody struggling, that generosity. You think, man, I would love to be that generous. Well, I'm telling you, you are. That is in you. It's dwelling in you. Faithfulness. Thirty-seven years. That's pretty faithful. Faithfulness, that's a gift from the Holy Spirit. Being faithful to ourselves, being faithful to our community, being faithful to our Lord and Savior comes from the Holy Spirit. And then self-control. Again, I'm pretty self-controlled most of the time. I've got a calm demeanor. And I can control my emotions until I can't no more. And then when I can't no more, you'll see it. But you see that self-control. Have you ever seen anybody that never got mad? You know, that never they handle every situation, whether it be in Christ, calm them. Again, that's you, you have that. You actually have it right now. You see, these are the graces that come from the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. It's our job to express these graces. They're freely given to us. It's our job to express them because we don't always... Sometimes we have some selfish desires that get in the way of us expressing the graces of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we have some, some selfish desires. Again, you can know whether it's from the flesh or the Spirit. If it's to glorify God, it's from the flesh. If it's to glorify yourself, it's from the... If it's to glorify God, it's from the Spirit. It's to glorify flesh. It's, it, if it's to glorify you, it's from the flesh. So you can tell those are just simple. If it's the Spirit, it's to glorify and honor God. If it's from the flesh, it's to glorify and honor yourself. That's how we know where they come from. Again, all these graces dwell within us. The Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is there, but it, again, it's our job to express these graces. Romans fourteen seventeen says, For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. In other words, the things that we need is found in the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that you may, be, may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, those graces, those gifts are within us. We've got to rely on them. and In order to do that, we have to develop the fruit of the Spirit. Again, the Lord gives them to us freely. Those graces that He gives us when we accept Him as our Lord and Savior are there. But we have to develop and we do that by walking in the spirit, by intentionally choosing spirit over flesh. When we make a decision, we intentionally choose what glorifies God, what glorifies God, not what glorifies ourselves. You see, some things that we can do when we're relying on the spirit seem impossible when we're thinking about the flesh. There are some things that we can do in the spirit that seem impossible. But you see, there's always a battle between spirit and flesh. We're human beings. Yeah, we've accepted Christ as our Savior. The Holy Spirit dwells within us, us, but we always have these desires. These desires are still there. There's a choice to be made with every decision we make. And that choice is simple. It's between spirit and between flesh. How do we know we're making the uh, the decision based on the spirit every time? Well, it's easy. Does it glorify God or does it glorify me? If it glorifies God, it's of the Spirit. But how do we work these graces of the Spirit out where we know that when the time comes, we're going to choose that? Well, it's easy. We have both of them within us. It's the one we feed. I want to repeat that. Both flesh and Spirit were within us, the ones that come out are the ones that we feed. The ones that we feed are the one that will show, when 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 crisis hits when we have to make a decision those are the ones that are easiest to make if we feed ourselves with things of this world and again you can think of your own weakness but it could be TV it could be stuff you see on the internet it could be anything if we feed ourselves with those flesh that's what you see in our life but when you see, feed yourself with the Spirit when you're in His Word when you're staying in prayer, when you're serving other people, when you're showing that love that only comes from heaven above, and you're feeding the Spirit, when you go to make decisions, it makes it easier because that's who you are. That's who, what naturally comes out. It becomes so natural. not natural because I think really naturally it's easier to choose the flesh because we get that instant gratification. But when we choose the Spirit we we'll get that long-term satisfaction that can only come from God above. Again, which do you feed? How can you tell if you're walking in the Spirit, if you are trying to choose Spirit over the flesh each time? The way I do that is... Uh, if I'm trying to make a tough decision and I may be looking for uh, information to help me make the best decision, where do I put the most stock in the advice I get? Is it from what the scripture says? Or is it from what I want? I could be pretty selfish. Selfish. If that's what I feed. If I feed my selfishness, that's what comes out when I make decisions. But if I feed my spirit, if I prepare myself, again, through, the, through His Word and through serving Him and through helping other people and by telling other people about Him, when that's what I feed, you'll see more of the Spirit coming out in me. You'll see more of the Spirit coming out in you. Again, it's already there. We're all blessed and filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, through obedience to the Word and faithfulness and a faithful prayer life, we'll be led by the Spirit to produce His fruit in our lives. In other words, the fruit's already there, but when we intentionally walk in the Spirit, those are the things people will see in us. They'll be looking at us and saying, man, I wish I had as much Holy Spirit as them. And you can tell them, hey, you do. It's there. Are you feeding the Spirit or are you feeding the flesh? To the Samaritan woman at the well, Jesus offered what he called living water. Living water. You see, what he referred to as a gift from God, it's that water that never, we never thirst again. Once we accept Christ as our Savior, We never thirst again. We never have to look anywhere else for satisfaction again. We just have to make decisions. And again, when we make those decisions, looking at the Spirit, that's when we can be satisfied. Again, not short-term gratification, but long-term. You see, that living water, I like to think of it as a depiction of the fruit that's produced when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us. You see, when it does, it produces those graces that Paul writes about in Galatians 5. And when we're diligent to walk in the Spirit and to feed the Spirit, that's when you'll see a difference in our lives. That's when you'll see the difference in the things that we thought were impossible, but through the Holy Spirit working within us, we can do amazing things. That's when... We can come together for His glory as a church, as a community, and you can see change in the world when it looks impossible. Anybody looked at the world lately and thought, man, it's impossible to change the world. It may be impossible for me to change the world, but I can change me. I can change me, and when I change me, I can maybe help other people change. And then once the Holy Spirit ignites in a few people. It's amazing what a few people can do in His name. And this morning, I just want to leave you with this question. Which one are you feeding? Are you feeding the flesh or are you feeding the Spirit? If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you know those graces exist within you. That Holy Spirit's dwelling there. pray that you, that we, make every decision that's to glorify God, not ourselves. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, uh, for sending your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for, uh, for giving us the opportunity to always choose you. Lord, thank you for uh, for for allowing us through you to do things that seem impossible. Lord, again, just thank you for this church. Thank you for this community. And thank you for each person here or each person listening online, Lord. And I pray that if there's anyone who has not accepted you as as their Lord and Savior, that they do that today. And Lord, for those of us who have accepted you as our Lord and Savior, Lord, I just pray that we... uh, We let those graces that you've blessed us with through the fruit of your spirit, I pray that that's what people see in us. In Jesus' name, amen.